Thank you for tuning in and listening to Power of the Word Prophetic Church. Pastors Derek and Belinda Minor, we thank you right now and may God bless you for listening and tuning in. St. Mark, the sixth chapter, we're going to read from the first verse down to the sixth verse. So Mark 6, chapter, first verse to the sixth verse. Amen. We have it to stand and Shout amen. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for the word of God this morning. Lord, we know without you, Lord, we are nothing, Lord. Without you, Lord, we don't exist. Because, Lord, through you and all things exist because of you. And, Father, we thank you right now for your presence. We thank you, Father, just for the joy of the Lord that's in our hearts right now, Lord, in this place right now. For your words is where two of you are gathered. You are right here in the midst of us. And we thank you right now, Lord, for being in the midst right now because you are a miracle-working God. Lord, you are the God of everlasting, Father. We thank you right now, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. It says, and then he went out from there and came to his own country. And his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? And what wisdom is this which is given to him, that such mighty works are performed by his hands? Is, not, is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James, Joseph, Joseph Justice, and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? So they were offended at him. But Jesus said to him, A prophet is without honor except in his own country, among his own relatives, and in his own house. Now he could do no mighty work there, except that he made his hands on a few sick folk and healed them and he marveled because of their unbelief so he went about the visit in the circuit teaching you may be seated I'd like to talk today about overcoming the spirit of doubt and unbelief amen the spirit of doubt and unbelief God desires to bless his people with great things God wants you to have the best. Yes. God wants to give you miracles. He wants to give you blessings. He wants to bless you financially, physically, emotionally, spiritually. But there is one thing that always holds up the plan of God. That is doubt and unbelief. The Bible says that he went to his own hometown. Now you think when you come to your own hometown, you'll be welcome there, amen? You think that when you get saved and you go back to your own people, your own family, your own relatives, that they will receive you. But that isn't often the case. Somebody say amen. Oh, amen to that. Now watch this. They said that they were astonished by him. Now understand this, that for 30 years he had lived among them. They watched him work as a carpenter. He was the, a builder. 
he, I'm sure he built a lot of their, their synagogues. He built a lot of their furniture because he was a carpenter. A lot of times we forget about the humanity of Jesus Christ. That first, for the first 30 years, he was not in ministry. Only the last three years, he went out and did ministry. For 30 years, he was among them. They watched him grow up. They watched him as a teenager. They watched him as a child. And they watched him as an adult. The carpenter. Now, I like that God became a carpenter because it shows you from the beginning, the Bible says that Jesus created what? The heavens and the earth. So he is still the master carpenter. Somebody say amen. And he's still building up our lives. So it says, is this not the carpenter? Is this not the former drug dealer? Is this not the former prostitute? Is this not the former adulterer? Family always says, you know what? Who, who you think you are? Somebody say amen. And, and even though you're saved, they still say, who do you think you are? Right, and, and then they gave him the ultimate Jewish insult. They said, is this the son of Mary? Now, when you read that from the Western standpoint, it don't mean much. But from a Jewish standpoint, it's an insult because it's always the father, the son of John, the son of Joseph, the son of Barmaeus. So when they said the son of Mary, it was an insult to his culture. Somebody say amen. Amen. And the Bible says, where did he get these things from? How can he do these things? We, we know him. Isn't it strange how your family thinks that they know you? Come on. Hey. Somebody say amen. Amen. They think they got you all figured out. Yes. They try to put you in a box and say, well, you just belong in this here box. Even though you you were born in a project, you'll never get out of the project because we're going to put you here in this box. Somebody say amen. Amen. Say, is this not the carpenter? Now watch this. It says, and we see his brothers and his sisters there. Now, in spite of my Catholic brothers, Mary was not a virgin always. Somebody say amen. She had other children. Glory to God. The Bible says that he had brothers and sisters. Even his own family didn't receive him. The book of Mark said, they said, are you crazy? They thought Christ was crazy. Now, this is coming from his brothers and his sisters. So it says that, and what wisdom is this which is given to him? In other words, you want to graduate from high school. Where you get this wisdom from? Where you get this knowledge of God from? Because we know you. We 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 watched you grow up. Where'd you get this thing from? You went to the same schools we went to. You went to the same clubs we went to. Now, what makes you so different? Glory to God. But I want you to understand when the power of God is in your life, if any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. All things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. You got to tell your family, I'm different now. Somebody say amen. Tell your family, I, I'm not the same person that you do. I'm not, I'm not that longer, that little immature person. I'm a grown man in Christ now. You are a new creation. You're special. You are created in the image of God. And matter of fact, God calls you his own children. You are a royal nation, a, a priesthood. 
You, you are special to God. And God says not only that, but you are more than conquerors. Well, oftentimes, we do not see us, ourselves, as the way that God sees us. Somebody amen. say amen. Yes, and oftentimes, our prayer lives and, and, and our lives are filled with doubt. Because we just don't believe that God loves us so much that he'll do anything for us. That we, we, we think that I know God can do stuff, but I don't know that God will do it for me because I don't feel that special. Is anybody hearing me this morning? All right. Oftentimes, we don't feel special to God because a lot of times in, in, our, in our natural lives, people have a tendency to not make us feel that we're wanted, to make us feel that we're not special, to make us feel that we're not loved. And a lot of times, we, we would pray that love on God. To think that God sees you the same way your family sees you. Somebody say amen. And then we begin to doubt God's love for us. God's ability to work through you. God loves to use you. All you got to do is say, Lord, here am I. I'm available to you. But we think, Lord, I, I, I'm not qualified because I'm a stutterer. I'm not qualified because of my past. I'm not qualified because in my past I had abortions. I'm not qualified because I used to deal with drugs in the past. I used to be an adulterer. We disqualify ourselves because of our unbelief. Are you in here with me this morning? Okay. And if I watch this, verse 4. But Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country. Isn't it crazy? Anywhere you go, people will love you but your home. Come on. Are y'all not hearing you this morning? And, and a lot of times, us black folk, we we, we say, you know what? I, I, I'm going to give me a white dentist because I don't know where that brother came from. Somebody say, man, you know how we are. I, I, I'm, I'm going to give me a, a somebody that I, I, I don't know. I don't know brother, man. He, he only good mechanic and not. Somebody say, man. The Bible says that a prophet has honor everywhere except his own house. It, it, and parents can relate to this. You can tell your children over and over again and tell them too. And somebody will tell them the same thing you telling them and they accept that. Somebody say amen. So the prophet has honor everywhere except his own. His own family. It isn't amazing how your people on a job will treat you better than family sometimes. Somebody right. say amen. Come on, amen. Yes. He says, you have honor everywhere except where you wanted to be at. Because who does not want to be loved at home? Even LeBron James, when he left Miami, he, he, he was still missing his home, his hometown. And, and that's why when he left, everybody was burning jerseys, burning jerseys. But when he came back home, Everybody says, you know what, we forgive you, we love you. Come on back, LeBron. And you want to be loved at home. You want to feel your family is with you. And, but you, you got to understand this. In the Bible, the Word of God says that when God calls you, sometimes he calls you out from your family. Right. Uh, you ever wonder why God does that? Because sometimes we are so determined to please 
our family. Yes. We forget about pleasing God. Somebody say amen. amen. We're so intent of, of trying to fit in with them and, and, and always say yes to them that we forget about pleasing God. And at the same time, you're worried about a family when you got a need, they forget about you. Somebody say amen. Hey, and, and, and you you do and you do and you do and, and, and you try to please them and, and, you, and you go and you go and go and still no love. Glory to God. And, and you wonder what is wrong with me that I don't receive love? What's wrong with me that I, I, I don't feel the connection with my own family? Because when God calls you, he calls you out from among your family. Because he knows family will be sometimes your biggest hindrance. Come on. Amen. Because we'll do anything to please family. And we're not careful. We even go to hell. Trying to put somebody say amen. Trying to please our family. Trying to fit in with our family. When God said, when God called Abraham, he said, Come out from your father's house. I got something better for you. Come out from among them. Be your shepherd. I got something better for you. He said, I'm gonna make you a great nation. But in order for you to be great, you got to come up from everything you're so familiar with. You got to come out and say, you know what? For years I've been trying to run with family and friends. Now understand, God loves family. But the Bible says you got to put God first. It says seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things. God said, I'm going to add, but you got to put me first. Now watch this. It says that here. Now he could do no mighty work then. That always puzzled me. Because it didn't say he didn't want to. Understand the part of unbelief. It says that he could not do any mighty work there. Now wait a minute. He's Jesus. It said he couldn't do it. Don't, don't, y'all read that? Don't it say that? Somebody read that for me, real good. Somebody read it for me. It says he couldn't. That shows you the power of unbelief. It didn't say that he didn't want to do it. He wanted to do something great there. But you see, faith needs belief. Faith has to have a work. The Bible says that he could not do any mighty work there because of their unbelief. Your unbelief will stop the power of God in your life. It will stop the power of God from working. If you don't believe, you won't receive anything. So it says that he marveled at their unbelief. He said he marveled. He, God was, there's only three times I, or twice I read the scripture where he marveled at something. The first time it was he marveled at the, the faith of the centurion who had great faith. This time he marveled at the unbelief of his own people. He says, you see the miracles. You heard about the miracles, but you don't want to accept it. Mm, come on. You see, what unbelief is, is a refusal to believe. You refuse. You see, doubt is different than unbelief because doubt 
You know God can work, but you don't think he can work for you. You see, doubt is in between unbelief and faith. Amen. Doubt is in the middle. You can't make up your mind whether to believe or not to believe. You're stuck. You're wavering, going back and forth. That's what doubt is. It's a wavering. But unbelief is a refusal. Simply, it means, you know what? I don't care what happens. I don't believe God can do that. I don't believe that I will go to heaven if I just live any kind of way. I don't believe, I believe God don't take me anyway. Unbelief. I, I, I heard a person say, I don't believe God can heal me. A refusal, even though God's word says it, people refuse to believe. Even though the Bible says, the soul that sins shall surely die, people still don't believe what God says. Somebody say amen. amen. It's a refusal to believe. They refuse to believe. Unbelief will rob you. Now watch this. God wants to work miracles in our lives. But if it's unbelief is present, he won't move. Lie, you need miracles. But in order to get a miracle, you got to remove the spirit of unbelief that's hindering the work of God. God wants to do great things for you. But if there is unbelief and doubt, God can't. Now watch this. It don't say that God won't. It says God can't. Because the Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please God. Them that come to God must believe and diligently seek Him, for He is a rewarder. Watch this. God always rewards faith. Always. As long as I got faith, I got reward coming. I, I, I got God's going to regret my request if I got faith. Them that come to God must believe that He is good God Almighty, that He is God. And with God, all things are possible to them that believe. But if I don't believe, in spite of God wanting to bless me, God won't bless me because he can't bless me because of my unbelief. Man, come on. It said that he can only lay hands on a few sick folk. So he says, you know what? I got to leave here because I can't be around negative people. All right. If Jesus away from negative people. Why do we stick around them? Somebody say, hey, come on. Oh. Why do we hang around everybody who always saying you can't do something, you can overcome something, you'll never be nothing. He got away from negative people. Alright. You gotta remove yourself from folk who's always speaking negative in your life. And, and can I just be real? Come on, be real. The most of the folk that's negative in your life it's your family. Somebody say amen. 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 He, had, he had to come out from his own kinfolk, from his own family. And he said he went to certain villages. He went around. He said, you know what? I, I'm not coming back here because y'all are negative. Somebody say amen. What happens when you feed into the negative, it creates doubt in your life. Because have God ever told you to do something? And then somebody talked you out of it right. because they didn't think you was able to do it. Call it Even though God right. said you were able to do it, they'll hey. say, well, you can't do that. Right. You can't fast that long. Come you on. can't pray that long. Hey. You can't stop clubbing. Right. You can't stop drinking. You can't hey. stop smoking. 
They'll start speaking negative in your life. And, and then you'll start believing that. You see, you got to feed your faith with the word. Because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things. I'm going to give you five quick points of how to overcome. Come on. Can I give, you, give it to you? Come on. Let's go to John 8, 44. Or 44. I'm going to give you five quick points of how to overcome doubt and faith. Doubt and unbelief. John 8, 44. We got it? Amen. Somebody read that for me. It says, you are of your father, the devil. Now, this shows you here. I, I love to point this out. Everybody is not a child of God. You can wear the title all you want to, but that don't make, that don't make anything to God. God said, you are of your father, the devil. In other words, everybody who's born on this earth is not a child of God. God said, I know my DNA. I know who belongs to me. I know who is mine. I know who belongs to me. Everybody is not mine, he says. He says, you are your father, the devil. We're going to watch this. The desires of your father. Can I, can I just break this down a little more? When you belong to God, you want to do what God desires you to do. Somebody say amen. Because you want to do your father's desires. You want to, what child is there that does not want to please mama and daddy? Somebody say amen. When you come home and you get a good report card, you want to hear, good child, hallelujah. You want to, you want to say, I want to, I want to do well. I want my parents to be proud of me. It says, the desires of the father, either the father, the devil, or father, God, whoever desires you are doing shows who you belong to. If I'm doing what God desires of me to do, that means I belong to God. All right. He says, but you do the desires of your daddy. The devil, read on It says he was a murderer from the very beginning of time. He was a murderer. A murderer. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's why I don't stand by four follow the devil. Come on. Because he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And what really gets to me, I don't understand why Christians follow the devil sometimes. Amen? Amen. Especially when he's trying to kill me, destroy, and, and take away things that, that belongs to me. He is a thief. Hey. And he is a father of thieves. Keep on reading. Watch this. He does not stand in the truth. The first point of overcoming doubt and unbelief is realize the devil is a liar. How often do we hear? Well, read on. Let me show this for a minute. There is no truth in him. In other words, it is impossible for the devil to tell you truth. Now, what the devil does, he takes truth and he mixes lies with it. Because then it's not all truth anymore, is it? It's a lie. It's like you get, you get food, if you take poison, it's no longer food, it's poison. Right. The devil says, well, here is truth, but I'm going to twist it. 
I'm going to turn it. I'm going to add a little to it to make it a lie. And now it's called a deception. Because the Bible says when Christ defeated the devil, he wrapped all his power. But the tool the devil uses is deception. He says, I, I can't overpower you, but I'll deceive you. I'll make you think you good when you really do a bad. Somebody say amen. amen. Now watch this. Read on. Watch this. When he speaks a lie, watch this. In other words, the devil will speak to you. That means I got to be aware of who I'm listening to. Because, and guess what? Come here, son. He often going to use somebody close to me to speak a lie to me. Because if he's my enemy, I'm going to know he's coming, amen? amen? But if he's my friend, if he's my family, the lie is deeper and deceiving. Because right. it's coming from somebody I love. Somebody say amen. amen. So the devil speaks. Now, you got to determine who are you listening to. Right. Right. When I, when I, every voice that you hear, it always your conscience. Amen. Because the Bible says there are many voices in the world. In other words, I'm going to hear the devil speaking to me. I'm going to hear God speaking to me, and I'm going to hear my own spirit speaking to me. Now, I got to determine who is speaking to me. Now, if it's negative, if it's full of error, it comes from the devil. If it's all making excuses for my sin, that ain't God. Somebody say amen. Man. <laughs> when the devil say, you're a man. God knows you need to just you know, do what you got to do. Ain't that, ain't, that, ain't that what fathers tell their sons? You got to go sow your wild oats. Don't promise. Somebody say amen. <laughs> we, we tell our son, go on out there, but just use protection. They ain't got quiet. Because what I'm really doing, I'm speaking a lie to my son. I'm telling him, it's all right. Can I just be real? Go ahead, be real. Don't record this. It's all right for you to be a hog. <laughs> Just going out there, sleep around. When you find that right girl, you'll know it. I'm speaking a lie into my son. I'm telling him it's all right. When God says the fornicator will have his part in the pits of hell. But I'm telling him, you just gonna be just be a man. Just go out there and be a man. So what I'm telling him, you ignore God, obey the devil, and you're going to be all right. It's a lie. All right, come on. It says when he speaks, he speaks it from his own resources. In other words, it didn't come from God. Come on. Because his thing is to deceive you. And the believing, you can keep sinning. And God says, you will, you will be all right. But the Bible says that him that receives the truth and rejects the truth, it says there remain no second for sins, but a fearful, certain judgment. The devil knows the word of God. He'll tell you, God can't heal you. You may sit down. He'll say, God won't heal you because, you know, God don't do that no more. Just go to the doctor, take some medicine. Y'all know how I feel about medicine. Because they tell you on the commercial, this drug, it causes high blood pressure. 
It causes heart disease. It causes nightmares. It causes suicidal thoughts. It causes, am I telling you the truth? Yes. If you take this, it may risk death. Now, if that's, if that's from God, it's, the Bible says when God blesses you, he adds no sorrow to it. So if I'm taking something that may cause me to die, and then you got the lawyer saying, oh, have you ever been, have you had, you ever had this this pill and you can sue them, am I right? <laughs> it's one big game by the devil, glory to God. And watch this, the, the devil said, here, take some cholesterol medicine, but it's gonna drive your blood pressure up. So here, take this blood pedal, pedal medicine, it's gonna, it's gonna drive your, your, your blood sugar low. Somebody say amen. Devil, the Bible says, when he speaks a lie, when I realize there is no truth in the devil, then I know I'm, I'm not, I should be listening to this. Because if it's negative, guess where it's coming from? The devil. If it's condemning, it's coming from the devil. Watch this. If you have repented, if you said, Lord, forgive me, I'm sorry for my sins, the devil will come around and say, God ain't really forgave you. You still got it. He's a liar. Anytime you have repented and confess your sin, the Holy Spirit will no longer bring conviction. The devil comes to bring guilt. Why does he bring guilt? Because he don't want you to pray. He'll tell you, well, you can't really pray because you, you even though you, you, you told God what you did, God ain't forgave you yet. The devil is a liar. God has forgiven you and removed your sin as far as the east as the west. But the devil will keep you in bondage with a lie. He'll tell you, God, I really forgive you. And watch this. A lot of you are called into ministry. But the devil has told you, you are not ready yet. He has told you, you are not qualified. He has, God has told you to go lay hands on somebody. But you are afraid to go because the devil is telling you, well, what if they say, what if it don't work? Or what if this don't happen? The devil is a liar. So the first thing I got to realize, there is no truth in him. And there is no truth in him. I'm not even going to listen to him. So if I can just draw back into my spirit that the devil is a liar. There is no truth in him. Number two, let's go to Mark 11, 23. This is Pastor Belinda Minor from Power of the Word Prophetic Church. I wanted to take this opportunity to just say thank you so much for supporting the radio ministry. If you would like to drop by our Facebook page, it's Power of the Word Prophetic Church. Please contact us and reach out to us. We'll continue to keep you and your family lifted up. God bless you and we love you today. The FCB Radio Network.